Well, we're going to take a look at Proverbs 31 for the next few broadcasts. Ladies, get your Bibles out. That's right, turn to the last chapter of Proverbs. And now down to verse 10, Proverbs 31, the last chapter, beginning with verse 10. This is a chapter I think that every woman ought to read and, and look at at least once a month. It doesn't take very long to run through from the 10th verse through the end of the book. It's just uh, about 21 chapters there, uh, verses there, and I think that you'll find that uh, those 21 verses are loaded with valuable and practical information for the homemaker. So we're going to take a look at them today, and uh, we're going to try to see what God has to say to you. Some of you are saying, oh my, all that hard stuff he's going to lay on us now, uh, all that business of getting up before uh, uh, breakfast and working until after supper, and uh, uh, now wait a minute, it's not all like that. Yeah, there's some, some of that in it, I'll grant you, but there's an awful lot more in this chapter. Maybe there'll be a number of surprises for you too as we go through. I hope there will be. So go ahead, get your Bible out. Now I'm going to be using the Berkeley translation all the way through here. And uh, follow along. Otherwise, follow along in whatever uh, uh, Bible you may have. Proverbs 31, verse 10. Starts out this way. Who can find a wife with strength of character? She is far more precious than jewels. Now, uh, that's a very wonderful verse, isn't it? Where the author is saying, boy, let's look for the right kind of gal. Let's look for the right kind of wife. And uh, he doesn't really call her a woman with uh, strength of character. That's sort of a, an interpretation, just as virtuous woman in the King James is an interpretation of the original. But literally in the Hebrew it says a woman of many parts. And what I think he's really getting at here is who can find a well-rounded woman? A woman who does all kinds of things, who has many aspects to her personality, who has a, who, who's a many-sided kind of individual. Uh, what he's going to say, of course, is that she is worth far more than precious jewels. But like a jewel that is cut uh, with many facets to it, he's going to take this woman and he's going to spin that jewel around and look at the colors that sparkle from every facet every side as it catches the light and as it reflects it back to the one viewing it. And that's what he's going to do with this woman in Proverbs 31. He's going to kind of take a hard, long look at all the aspects of her life and see what it is that makes her what she is, what it is that makes her tick, uh, why she is such a wonderful woman and far uh, more valuable to her husband and to her children than a precious jewel would be. So we're talking then about a woman of many parts, as he says, or a many-sided woman. And the first thing I think we need to see is that when God speaks about a woman, he doesn't just put her into one niche. There are a lot of women today and a lot of Christian men also who have the idea that women have one job, only one job, they had better excel in that job, that one thing that they are to do is to be cooks and uh, uh, wash, washer women, women and raise their children, and that's about it and maybe give them a little sex on the side, of course. But uh, as far as uh, having a personality which is well-developed and many-sided, they don't even seem to have that kind of concept of a woman. Well, the Bible does, and the Bible excels 
uh, Bible says, uh, ex- extols rather, the woman who, who has developed every aspect of her personality, who is well-rounded, who does have many facets and many uh, angles to uh, her, this personality of hers. She, she has not just uh, become a dull, uninteresting person who, who uh, is interested in only one or two things in life, but here as we're going to look at this woman, one of the things we're going to see about her is that she has so many interests. And that's the first thing I think that we we need to understand, that God wants well-rounded women with many interests. He wants all of the gifts that he has given to a woman developed. And the point of this is, is not that she should become a career woman outside of her home, neglecting her home, or being able to carry on a career while carrying on her home. Sure, if at a certain point in her life there are certain things she can do outside the home, great. But the main point of it is, is that in working with her family and working for her husband and working with them as part of that home, she is to develop and to use all of those gifts that God has given to her and all the aspects of her personality. So she is to be well-rounded, all sides of her personality developed, and all of them used in the service of Jesus Christ for her husband and for her children, Uh, of course, under God and for his honor. Now, the second thing that I think we're going to notice that it's of interest is not found in verse 11. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will never lack profit. She is to be a trustworthy person. And if she is trustworthy, then she should be the kind of person, or will be the kind of person, in whom the husband can put uh, trust. That is, he can entrust into her hands all kinds of things. You see, a lot of Christian men have a wrong idea. They think that because God says that a man is the head of the home and that he's the head of his wife, as he does, of course, in Ephesians uh, 5, he th- that men think that means that they have to make all the decisions, do all the things that have to be done in the home except a few menial chores, which are then uh, the wife's job. Not so. As a woman develops and uses every aspect of her personality, we're going to see in this passage that that woman ought to be using all of those sides of her personality uh, in ways that are, are far beyond what that kind of a man ever dreamed of. And as a man sees that a wife has developed her abilities and developed the gifts that God has given to her, he ought to continually entrust into her hands more and more responsibilities. It doesn't mean to be the head of the home that you have to make all the decisions and that you have to do all the things in the home. What it really means is that as a good manager of your home, as one who is caring for everything that goes on within that home and under that roof, you're in touch with everything that everybody else does, and you're making those final decisions where they have to be made in some final sense by one person. But you are willing, because you see the gifts and the abilities that God has given and that others have developed, you're willing to entrust much to those people who have those gifts, to your children, but particularly to your wife. And so if you're a husband who has a wife who, uh, who has a mind like a computer or like a cash register or something of the sort, and you can't count without taking the, uh, shoes, uh, your, your shoes off and using your toes, then you, you had better uh, turn over those financial records and those uh, mathematical problems to your wife and thank the Lord every day that you live that he gave you that kind of a wife. Instead of struggling around with yourself and counting up uh, the wrong numbers all the time and balling up all the checkbooks. So as long as you're in touch with what happens to the money, 
it's not at all wrong for you to use the gifts that God has provided in your wife. In fact, you ought to insist that she use those gifts, and you ought to insist that she become this well-rounded and well-developed person, all uh, of, whom, uh, of whom all of her gifts are being used for Christ and for your home. Lord, we thank you for this today, that you have talked about women as well-rounded, and we pray that you will help the wives who are listening here to develop their gifts for Christ's sake. Amen.